Welcome to the Moose Room, everybody. OG3. Three weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row. Three for three, baby. That's pretty good uh, lately. So this week, we are talking about farm safety. And why are we talking about farm safety, Em? Because this week is National Farm Safety and Health Week. Awesome. I'm learning a lot. Uh, As some of you might know, I don't tell people this. I didn't grow up on a farm. So I, <gasps> I know, oh so gosh. crazy. Scandal. Gen- I know, big scandal. Didn't grow up on a farm, so there's a lot for me to learn in this episode. And I, I really enjoyed when we kind of got into it in our potpourri episode with, potpourri. Mike, with Michael J. Cruz, PhD. Uh, and we talked about farm safety a little bit, but I'm, I learned a lot there. I'm learning constantly more about it. So yeah, we're going to jump into to farm safety. This week has been around for a long time. I didn't realize it. I thought it was something kind of new. There's all these different days and weeks and, oh, this is National Donut Day and this is National Dog Day. And like, I can't keep track of them all. But this is one of the OGs. It's been around since 1944. That's a long time. That is. What are we going to focus on today? Um, what, what is the, what's the overriding focus of all this today? Well, you know... In the past, so we we had our potpourri episode with Michael J. Cruz, PhD, and then we also had the episode potpourri. Bradley, let's hear it. Potpourri. Oh, you are no fun. (laughs) I'm never any fun. Yeah. Wet blanket over there. But as I was saying, uh, previously, we've talked about uh, a mix of farm safety topics. We had an episode really focused on bull safety. And I think a lot of what you talk about with bull safety is applicable to livestock safety across the board. Uh, But I think today we should really focus on equipment. So tractors, machinery, implements, all of those things. Uh, Equipment are the biggest cause of farm accidents, injuries, and fatalities in the US. And of course, these different items are found on all farms, livestock farms, crop farms, everybody's gonna have them, no one's exempt from it. So I think that we could spend, I mean, we could spend several episodes talking about this, but I will try to condense it down into one. Well, I, I think it's, it's good that we focus. We, we, like you said, we've done some episodes on some other things that involve safety and agriculture, including mental health episodes, which I know is, is one of your focuses when you're, you're in your new job and in your old job as well. So I I think every day is going to have a different theme during this week, right? We're going to have tractor safety and rural roadway safety on Monday, overall farmer health on Tuesday, which would include mental health and physical health and how they're tied together, which I've learned from Miss Emily here. Uh, Safety and health for youth and agriculture on Wednesday, emergency preparedness in agriculture on Thursday, and then safety and health for women specifically in agriculture on Friday. So it's a full week, full week. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of of great topics and some particularly timely ones. I think the emergency preparedness, you know, we have had so many different forms of emergencies in 2020, this fabulous year. And so I think that that's a really timely, appropriate thing to be talking about. Always important to talk about overall health. You know, youth farm safety is critical. That's also a huge part of my job. And a lot of what um, Michael J. Cruz, PhD, does, as he talked about on his episode, too. But yes, you know, you, you start off day number one of National Farm Safety and Health Week with tractor safety and rural roadway safety. And I think that 
you know, tractor and equipment safety get a lot of attention, but the roadway safety, I think, is not talked about as much as it should be. Oh, and I mean, roadway safety, you know, as, as when I was in practice as a veterinarian, it, I was on the road constantly, and I saw some absolutely stupid things people trying to do to get around tractors and slow-moving vehicles on the road, and, and uh, I could see how that could be a big problem really quickly. Uh, absolutely. And I mean, you're right. I think a lot of what we see is with other drivers on the road not being respectful of this equipment and what its capabilities are. But also, I think that sometimes, you know, what happens, we are in a rush, we're cutting corners, we're trying to do things as quickly as we can. And so I think it's also a good reminder for those of us in agriculture to think about, too, when we are on the road in a tractor, a combine, a skid steer, uh, even just an ATV, that we need to be really cautious of, of what we're doing and aware of what we're doing and making sure that we have the different safety equipment in place uh, for those situations. Everyone thinks about tractors, right? I mean, tractors are our big piece of equipment that probably involved in most of the accidents, right? Yeah, and the most common accident is a tractor rollover. So uh, hopefully a lot of you listening have heard of ROPS, rollover protection systems or structures. Um, and so a lot of the tractor rollovers we see are where there's fatalities or severe injuries are tractors that don't have a cab. And also a lot of those older, um, you know, row cropping tractors where the front tires are really close together. Narrow yeah. front tractor. Narrow front, yeah. And so those ones are the highest risk of, of rollovers um, because they can kind of roll over in several ways. And then they came along and, and now there are ones with wider fronts, but still, if you don't have that cab there and the tractor rolls over, that, um, you know, can, can easily crush you. And so with ROPS, with these rollover protection systems, they are systems that can be retrofitted onto tractors. And it basically is two main components, a roll bar that goes up and over the top, and then a seatbelt. So that if you were to roll over and then the tractor was being held up with the bar, and then you'd have the seatbelt to keep you in place. Well, I mean, that, that seems super important. I mean, I, I've rolled small, much smaller vehicles. I rolled an ATV on myself and got out of it pretty good, actually. Bunch of stitches, concussion. Um, but I mean, I couldn't even imagine rolling a big piece of equipment like that. I could see how it could be crazy dangerous, crazy dangerous. Yeah. And, and sometimes very tragic. So that's why, why we do this, why we have this week, why I do this work. So rollovers being the big one, what, what, what else comes to mind right away? What are big safety issues when we're talking about tractors specifically? Yeah. So with tractors, I would say a lot of it is also including implements. So yeah, anything that gets hooked up with a PTO or a power takeoff shaft uh, PTOs are another very, very common cause of farm accidents, injuries, and deaths. So whenever you are working around a PTO, making sure that it has a guard on, and those guards need to be replaced. Um, I know that on our farm, my dad has had to replace our guards because they're plastic, right? They wear and tear, they get old. And so just having a guard doesn't do you any good if it's not attached correctly or is broken or still spins with the shaft. The purpose of the guard is that it doesn't spin. 
making sure those guards are on. I always tell people for tractor, any sort of equipment or machinery, if you need to get out of it, get out of the cab, get out of the seat, turn off the power. I know that for a lot of people, they want to leave it idle. It's a time saver. It's this, it's that. Uh, But especially if you have implements hooked up, weird things can happen. And I know that that is what happened in my family with my brother. He lost his arm in a piece of equipment with an auger and he thought that it was powered off. And when he got the clog out of the auger, that's what he was doing, was clearing up a clog. It started to rotate. It was still attached to its power. It was still getting power. And so that's why I tell people, disconnect, turn everything off, wait for everything to stop moving and spinning and chopping and, you know, slicing, dicing, and then approach. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, same, same basic rules that we learn in, in shop class, right? You know, don't be messing around with any internal components or anything unless everything's unplugged and off and all of that. You know, like I said, I, I don't know a ton about this. So this is really good to, to hear. I think about, you know, I think about PTOs, especially on a dairy or on a beef, beef operation, especially with our vertical mixers, we're leaving those sit and mix sometimes unsupervised quite a long time. So, I mean, I, it's something that that's going to be accessible and, and, and something you need to be thinking about all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we talked about at the beginning that also during this week, there's one day, Wednesday, that's focused on youth farm safety. And, you know, you just said a really big key there, Joe, is these things are left running unattended, unsupervised. And so if you have a child on your farm, children on your farm, yours or somebody else's, uh, that's a hazard to them. That's a risk. With farm kids, it's they're so used to it, and so they don't always recognize things as hazards. And for kids that aren't from farms, they don't know what the hazards are because they aren't familiar with that environment. And so that is a really important piece to remember is anything unsupervised, that it's not just about uh, the one person working on that equipment or in charge of the feed mixing. It's about anybody who may be on that farm. I know there's lots of training opportunities for, for youth, and Mike talked about that a little bit. Sorry, Michael J. Cruz, PhD, talked about that a little bit. I mean, I, I think about firearm safety. We start that so early. My dad was teaching me that you know, before I was 12 years old and could take the class. And you end up knowing about it and respecting the, the danger of it really early in life. And I mean, is that the same thing that goes with, the, with getting these kids trained on this safety stuff right away? Yeah, I definitely think so. And I would say one of the most common responses that we see from this is um, kids actually going home and calling out their parents. Um, hey, we shouldn't be doing that this way. We should be doing it like this. And that's always my favorite thing, right? And empower the people, empower the youth to, to speak up and be champions for safety on their own farm. I bet you Brad has never had his kids get on his case for anything like that before. Ever. Yeah. No, never, never, never. <laughs> never? No. They, they never get, they never call you out on something like that? No, not at all. Never, never driving too fast. Never, whatever, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, Bradley J. Hines is perfect in every way. So yeah, including there would, there would be nothing for his kids to criticize. I know. I know he's got tenure anyway. So <laughs> yeah, nothing to worry about. Have you seen the milking parlor at their county fairgrounds? Exactly. Grant dollars, grant money. Grant money, grant money. Grant, grant money, money, grant money, grant money, grant money. <laughs> ah. 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm not aware of all the different things that are out there. And I, I, one of the things I see a lot is that with youth, a lot of the kids are super, super good at driving a skid steer. I mean, absolutely, unbelievably skilled at doing it. I don't know if video games plays into that or what, but they got it figured out. Talk about that for a second. There's got to be some safety concerns there. It's difficult because as somebody who grew up on a farm and, you know, you may need to cut this, Joe, like I was driving the pickup to grab loose bales when I was eight. Should I have been doing that? No. I'm somebody that I know kids love to be able to help on the farm. And I know that it's useful labor for their parents and their parents like it when their kids are taking an interest in farming. I just cringe every time I see a kid on a skid steer. I, I will share a, a quick story here. There is, it shall remain nameless, uh, but I follow a lot of farms on Facebook. And there was one farm um, one day on Facebook. They posted a video of the five or six-year-old granddaughter learning to drive the skid steer. Ooh. And her, wow. well, her uncle... Uh, who's on the farm too, he was in front of the skid steer, walking backwards, facing her as she was driving it towards him. And I just could not believe my eyes because the number of things that could go wrong, they were in a freestall barn. They were in a pen that I believe had cows in it. You know, and, and I get it. And I get wanting to make those memories and create those experiences and get kids excited about farming. But I am just a really big proponent of, you know, you need to think about a lot of things with kids and, and farm safety. And we talked about this when Michael J. Cruz PhD was here, thinking about their maturity levels, their ability to make decisions on the fly, even just their physical capabilities, right? There are some kids that they are too short to operate a skid steer safely. And, and you just hear about all these tragic accidents of, of kids trying to drive these different things or even just an ATV or a quad, you know, a golf cart, whatever. And, and tragedy strikes. It's really hard and I just think these things can be prevented and I know it's really hard to have to say no. And so I, I do, you know, grant that some of it is up to the parent's discretion and what they think their child is capable of. It takes a second for an accident to happen, less than a second. You know, we talk a lot about tractors and tractor safety. What about, what are some other things on a farm that maybe people don't think of that you might flag or might think of as not being safe or things that we should maybe think about, think twice about when we're mm -hmm. thinking about safety? So I'm gonna hone in on, on an important thing you said there, which was things we don't think about. Right, so yes, tractors are big ones we think about, grain bins, manure pits, those are big ones we think about. Things that we don't think about, slips, trips, and falls. So is there a place on your farm where water goes and freezes in the winter and you have a really dangerous slick spot? Again, less than a second and, and somebody can be injured. Uh, so you also need to think about keeping the people on your farm safe too. Another one is hand tools. Um, you know, if you're using a grinder and the plate breaks because you've used it too long or something, I mean, those pieces can go flying up. People have lost eyes, that kind of thing. Saws, if they're not sharp enough or 
you're using a saw that you know is broken, anything. Those, those little hand tools, I think, are the ones that really get people um, a lot as far as a, oh, I never thought of that. Uh, because we think of the big things, right, that can crush us, kill us. But the small things, too, can, can be just as dangerous in some situations. So that's a big one for me. And we talked about livestock before, you know, bull safety and, and general stockmanship and all of that. I think that we sometimes get far too comfortable around our animals and we let down our defenses and we let our guard down. We've heard stories, we all have, of, of the most docile cow on the dairy um, has a calf and then goes crazy and breaks several ribs and wrists and ankles and everything. So livestock is another one for me. And I had a third one and now naturally I can't remember it. Four a fourth wheelers. one. Four wheelers. Oh, four wheelers. <laughs> I actually four. had a fourth one. I'll hold like, up a four, but four wheelers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Four wheelers, a lot of those kind of convenience vehicles, uh, especially if your farm site is very large or maybe spread out on multiple sites, you might hop on a four wheeler to, you know, go to where the heifers are or go to that other pasture, something like that. Those are big cause of accidents. Uh, something that, again, you get very comfortable using, very used to. And Many, many things can go wrong very, very quickly. And wear your seatbelt while you're in an ATV. A lot of people do not yeah. wear their seatbelts. They do have seatbelts in them. And yeah. we, try to, we, we try to wear them around here, around the farm here. Sometimes you're just buzzing around quick and you don't ever think about it. It's kind of one of those things you don't ever think about. But yeah. you should put your seatbelt on in an ATV. Right. No different than when you're driving your car. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's, it's a vehicle. And I think just also those simple things, making sure the lights and the blinkers work, you know, those little things that just, again, help, help you stay safe, but also help you make sure that other people around you can stay safe as well. I know that this week was really like, it's all about harvest, right? That's why we see so many accidents this time of year is getting yeah. everybody to remember that this isn't, uh, this isn't always a safe activity that we're, we're dealing with. What about stuff that happens in the field? You know, we've talked about being on the road, kind of being at the farm, like in the field. I always think the one I always think about is like when tractors are getting stuck because people are trying to push things a little hard, the field's too wet, however you want to, you know, they're, they're trying to combine something that's a little too steep, those kind of things. How do you stay safe, especially when these guys are running nonstop and you're tired and you're stressed and all of that? Oh man, that's a good question, Joe, <laughs> that I wish I had a good answer to. I have an answer, but it's probably not a good one. Yes, I think with a lot of those things, what we see is, I'll back up and say, to me, I mean, there is absolutely a correlation between our amount of stress and how safe we are. And that's not just on the farm. I think that's with anything in life, but specifically on the farm. You know, when we are under a lot of stress, it impacts our mental health, which impacts our cognitive function. Poor decision-making skills, lack of focus and concentration, um, not being able to think really quickly or think on our feet. Those types of things can lead to those types of incidents that you talked about, Joe. You know, yes, it's go, 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 and we got to get it done. But also, do you have enough people on your team that people are able to get breaks? And they are not in a tractor for 18 hours in a single day. 
do some of these newer tractors and things i mean i was in one with a friend it looks like a ufo at night i mean there's <laughs> all sorts of dials and buttons and gps and all these things but the overall look of a tractor doesn't look to have changed much it, has there been improvements in safety things along the way to accompany all these other improvements yeah i would say um some some common ones i think of are again the introduction of cabs and being able to retrofit old tractors with roll bars and i think that those cabs you know they've done a good job of making sure they're well reinforced so that's a big one also, and I know that this is something a lot of farmers disengage. And so I am telling you all right now, listening, if you have it disengaged, fix it, re-engage it. The uh, kill switch for when your butt leaves the seat. I know, and that, you know, that's on lawnmowers, a lot of different things. And I know that it is annoying. But why do they do that? It's so that if you're getting off to look at something, inspect something, fix something, the power to it is killed and it's turned off. And so when you disengage that, um, I again, I get it's all down to time, right? Time is money, baby. I get it. I respect it. However, if you get hurt, if you're killed, you have not saved anyone any time. You know, again, it, like you said, it's time and everyone's hustling to get done. But yeah, you can't be, you can't be taking chances like that, especially, especially if you have your kids around too. We're in September and, and it's probably mostly done now, but chopping silage and think about, you know, you drive past places that are doing silage, how crazy that is. All the moving parts, all the things that are going on. And then you get to the farm and you got people dumping it into the bunker, people driving over the bunker, people trying to cover the bunker, people running every which way. That's the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night is thinking about that. I've spoke out on that for a long time of just simple things like making sure everybody's in a safety vest, make sure everybody has safety glasses, right? I'm sure you've had silage or something flying to your eye. It The worst. Never. Never, never. <laughs> well, we're not all perfect like you, Brad. So. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that kind of stuff is important. The simple stuff that you, should, you shouldn't take for granted. Right. Wearing safety glasses is a big one. And uh, those things are so cheap, right? And if you just, you get one for everybody in your crew, that is such an inexpensive way to ensure a little bit more safety. I think this is the last question I had because it happens a lot. And I don't know how much I see it talked about is fire Ooh. between uh, equipment fires, hay fires, all these different ways that we can have fire involved on the farm. And, and, and when we're talking about these things, they're not small fires. They're out of control quickly. Give me the rundown on fire. Oof. All right. I got a lot for this, so I'll try to go fast, including a very embarrassing story about me. Oh, that's, those are the best stories. First, best first stories. I'm going to start with saying that that was a thing before that I forgot when uh, we were talking about the what are things people never think about. And I was going to say electricity and bad electricity causing fires. So I am so glad you brought that up, Joseph. Thank you. I'm amazing. You are. You are. So, I mean, me too. Me uh, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Everybody gets a gold star today. Good job, guys. Back to fire safety. Yes, that happens. And I, it is one of those things that we don't often think about happening. And so there's just simple things like 
having a fire extinguisher a couple different places around the farm, one of the little ones in the tractor with you. Because yes, absolutely, if it's been a dry year and there's a spark and, and something on your tractor or equipment catches fire, you can light up a field real quick. Now I will tell my embarrassing story. Yes. About so fire. <laughs> and like anybody who is listening, never do this, right? This is a big like, kids don't try this at home. I am here to tell you that this incident was the result of just sheer stupidity. All right. So. Well, start out with how old you were. That, um, that, that can frame it too. Okay. Was I it like was, last week? It was last week. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, it, was, it was before I was a quote unquote expert in farm safety. So I was, I want to say 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that age range. And I was helping my brother, uh, my middle brother, Jake. So he would have been, say, 17 or so. Um, you know, we we're both teenagers and uh, kind of the dumb ones in our family. You know, there's five of us, so not everybody gets the smarts. I'm sure he'll and, be really happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we did have a burn pile in the back. And so we were... Uh, you know, burning some things, old feed sacks, what have you. And it wasn't super dry at that time. It was a little bit of a windy day. And so that's another thing with fire. I mean, really be aware of wind and think about the wildfires in California right now, how much they're saying the wind is impacting that. We also um, had some like old moldy hay. God, we might need to cut this from the episode. I don't know if I want people at large knowing this. <laughs> So we had some hay and then there was some like old broken up bales on one of the hay racks. Jake's idea was like, oh, we'll just like, he'll drive that hay rack over there. And then I can just like push off the loose hay for burning. <laughs> and can you guess what happened next? It's so unpredictable. I don't know what could have possibly happened. Um, so the flames jumped onto the hay rack which had metal sides, but had a wooden floor. The entire thing goes up in flames. Jake unhooks the tractor, which I mean, that was the smartest thing either of us did in this whole situation. Jake unhooks the tractor and moves it. I start running to the milk house to get a bucket of water because I thought that would- <laughs> That'll fix it be really useful. I'm like, I'll fill up a five-gallon pail. We'll be fine. Again, the entire hay rack is engulfed in flames. Black smoke pouring into the sky. Yeah, so then I was like, no, wait, that won't work. And then I turned around and was going back to the hay rack and to my brother who was coming towards me. And then he goes, turn around. Because again, I was facing the hay rack. He yelled at me to turn around and I did. And as I did that, the tires blew. And there was some shrapnel that hit me in the arm and that kind of thing uh, that could have just as easily hit me in the face. So, yeah, I don't know if I actually want this on the podcast. But it's too late now. Too late now. Now, now everybody knows. Um, See, I mean, but you're protected by, by youth. You're young and dumb and everything. It doesn't, you know, it takes too long to do everything. You're just trying to rush. It's, it's the same, same concept as everything else. And, you, oh, that couldn't possibly happen to me, that kind of thing. But and, funny, and, I, yeah. I enjoyed the story. I'm glad everyone was okay. Yeah, yeah, me too. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was the talk of the neighborhood for the week. That's of for course, sure. of course. What else are you supposed Every, to do? With everyone that? was very excited about it. So, Bradley, if you had to like sum up your farm safety feelings in one rule for the dairy at Morris, what would it be? What would your one rule be for farm safety? Slow down. Ooh. And wear your seatbelt. Love it. Love it. All right, Joe, what would your one farm safety rule be? You know, Bradley kind of took mine. I was hoping he wasn't going to say that because I think it, I think that's that's a big piece of it. It's just slow down, think about things a little bit ahead of time. Nothing's ever as big a rush as you think it's going to. It's supposed to be, or whatever it is in your head. Assess the situation. Do all those kind of things ahead of time, uh, and don't take the shortcuts. I mean, that's a big thing. There's there's shortcuts that aren't safe, and the probability might be low that something's going to happen. But if you do it enough, it's going to happen. So right. I, I think slow down. Don't take the shortcuts if you can avoid it. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I sum up farm safety in six words. This is what I say on a lot. You only, you only gave us one. I gave you one rule. Fine. Okay. And whatever. you both said a mouthful. Well, no, Bradley didn't. No, Brad didn't. Joe did. No, mine, six words. It's because I'm sitting here swatting flies all yeah, day long. That's it's true. Anyways, trying not to eat them. For me, for farm safety, and this is what our Twitter page says. So find us on Twitter at UMN Farm Safety. And that is slow down, think twice, be safe. That is, to me, the, the overarching guidelines that you should follow. And, and there are things that you guys, you hit on all of them right? Slow down. And like you were saying, Joe, think twice, think through things. The result of that is being safe and just thinking with a safety mindset. Oh, good. I think that's the way, that's the way to end it. We keep all that in mind. Look for National Farm Safety and Health Week 2020 kicks off September 20th, runs through the 26th. Look for all the stuff coming out from the University of Minnesota Extension. We'll be on Facebook. We'll be on Twitter. Like Emily said, there is now a YouTube channel specifically far farm safety and health search for it on youtube university of minnesota extension farm safety and health youtube channel subscribe subscribe we need that subscription if you have questions comments scathing rebuttals send them to the moosroom at umn.edu that's t-h-e-m-o-o-s-r-o-o-m at umn.edu Catch us on the website, extension.umn.edu, and on Facebook at UMN Dairy and at UMN Beef. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. You can do like a barbershop quartet thing. Goodbye. Exactly. Grant dollars. Grant money. 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 <laughs> <laughs>